Today, I'm from A to Ziggy, dancing in the streets. Welcome to From A to Ziggy, the podcast where we talk about every single David Bowie song in alphabetical order. My name is Travis. My name is Thomas. And today we're talking about dancing in the streets, that 1985 classic that I'm sure everybody knows. We all grew up with the video. We all did, every single one of us. <laughs> that is one of my earlier childhood musical memories is seeing that video when I was a small child. Um, I was never really super into this song. My earliest memory about this was seeing that they were encouraging the act of dancing in the street. And I didn't live on a particularly busy road. I actually lived in a pretty quiet neighborhood, but people used to drive kind of fast. And trying to convince my parents, like, oh, they're playing in the street. Nothing bad's happening to them. Surely I can play in the street. I don't see why I can't dance in the street. Yeah, and it seems like a pretty irresponsible suggestion. Yeah. Go figure. My parents did not think, but David Bowie and Mick Jagger are doing it, was a particularly compelling argument for why I should be allowed to do something. I mean, if David Bowie and Mick Jagger jumped off of a pier, would you? Um, I'd consider it. I can't even swim, and I would consider it. Maybe if it were one of your less less esteemed peers, like the the kid that eats his boogers. Yeah. They jump off of him. We're having some fun with homophones here, aren't we? Dancing in the Street, I remember this video as well from when I was a kid, and until I re-watched it when the Best of Bowie DVD came out, I realized that I had forgotten all about that like, song. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure how anyone could think that they forgot about that song. <laughs> I think I just sort of expunged it from all memory. Yeah. It seemed like it was such a weird, weird video and not, it's not rock and roll at all. It's not. So you know how in previous episodes where I've mentioned that it took me a while to come around to 80s Bowie because when I was younger, 80s Bowie was way too cheesy for me. This song is kind of like the impetus for that. This is the quintessential um, cheese. Yeah, this is when this I... This is the head cheese. Where I was like, okay, I agree with their message that it's totally fine to go play in the street. However... That part you were behind. I was behind the message. However, it was just so corny. I was just like, this is, I can't. It made, this was formed my early, not as healthy views on David Bowie and the Rolling Stones. And it wasn't until I was in high school and I kept, you know, you, you, you kind of find yourself with artists saying, oh, I don't like this artist except this song. And then when that except this song list gets so long, you say, oh, I guess I actually just really like this artist. This song was the beginning of that journey for me with both the Rolling Stones and David Bowie. Was this the accept that song? This was the, this is what began me saying, maybe I don't like the Rolling Stones or David Bowie. Because I was probably okay. only like seven or eight when this, when this song crossed my path. This was early on in your yeah. rock music listening life and you saw this video and thought, nope, not for me. Yeah. But little did you know. Little did I know that the evidence would keep mounting up with both acts. And I would say, oh, Until man, eventually I mean, it became just this song is on the exclude list. It's yeah, just, I mean, there's still a few more Rolling Stone left. songs where I'm like, eh, I could do without this song. Um, or is it? Is it on your exclude list? No, it's not. A lot of people really like this song. I really like the Van Halen version of this song. Okay. And I really like, uh, crap, 
who was it that sang the original version? Martha and the Vandellas? Yes, thank you. Also a great version of this song. Yeah. Obviously. Um, it is a good song. In fact, I, I've heard at least four different versions of this song, and this is probably my fourth favorite version of this song, in all honesty. It's at the bottom of the list. Um, the video, going back and watching it now as an adult, I, I was telling Abby the other day, you know how weird you think you remember dancing in the street? It's even weirder than you remember. But it's kind of more endearing now. Why is that? I think it's because it's just so campy. It's so hard to hate. Even in your most hardened, cynical moment. Like, it's just so goofy. You can be like, oh, this is really corny and you should, both of you know better. But it's just so goofy that you can't full on hate it. At some time in your life, you, you come to realize that you can't just deny people their joy. Yeah. And it's just two artists who can do better having a really fun time. They do seem like they're having a really fun time. Yeah. It's so campy and so silly. But who are we to say that they can't, they can't ham it up and yeah. outvamp each other? That's not our business. It's not. Let, them do, let, let two 40-year-old men do what they want. But you just always want this meeting of these two beyond iconic artists. If they're getting together and creating something. You want, let's say you want something a little more under pressure, a little less dancing in the street. You want these two amazing artists to come together and create this amazing piece of art and not just something that's kind of fun to shake your butt to. It's just so corny. It's really hard to come back. It really is. It's hard really to divorce so this song corny. from the video too. Yeah. I can't, I can't listen to this song without thinking of the video, the silly dancing, Bowie in the overcoat, the jumping, yeah. and uh, peeking out from behind the door. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't watched this video in years. It probably had been at least 20 years since the last time I saw that video before I watched it the other day. And I remember so many little details about it. Yeah. All the ridiculous stuff. There's a great video online you can find. Uh, have you seen these musicless music videos? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I did watch this one. <laughs> I made a note about this. Someone tweeted it out recently, and I'm going to retweet it when this episode airs, that during the recording of Black Star, one of the band members showed Bowie this musicless music video of Dancing in the Street, and it consists of just like footsteps and burps and, and other sound effects. And Bowie thought it was the funniest thing that he'd seen in ages and used to make everybody watch it on a daily <laughs> basis throughout production of the Black Star album, his final album. <laughs> this is a very solemn. dark, moody piece of music. And that's a perfect, this, this scenario of him making people watch Dancing in the Street while recording Black Star, really this is like perfect encapsulation of David Bowie, person, artist, where you just think, oh, he's just like this serious, brooding artist. But he's really just one of the goofiest, funniest people who's ever held such a platform. Yeah. So this was, and, and this is when you kind of feel like kind of a jerk for slagging on the song so much. It was for charity. It was part of Live Aid. So they wrote the song to raise music for starving children in Africa. Yeah. But at the end of the day, again, it's still so corny. But they um, had initially wanted to perform together remotely, 
do right. like a remote duet and the logistics just weren't there. I mean, it was 1985. The technology didn't quite exist yet to make those kind of things happen. You couldn't just, like, zap in a hologram of Tupac like you can now. Can can you do that kind of thing now? Oh, yeah. Or is, is there a satellite delay that just is inherently too much lag? So the thing that always pops in my head is, like, the Coachella thing where they had, like, a hologram of Tupac. Oh, that's a real thing. That's a real thing. But Tupac is not performing live with Coachella. No, he's been dead for 20 years. Right. He's uh, performing dead. Yeah. And then there was, uh, oh man, I remember watching on the VMAs, the Video Music Awards 92, where U2 was performing somewhere not in New York. And while they were performing, Dana Carvey, who was hosting the Video Music Awards that year, dressed as his character Garth from Wayne's World, played drums with U2. And that worked. Remote. Yeah, it worked. Was it, and it wasn't like, there wasn't some pre-recorded... It may have been pre There may have been some on. kind of studio magic that we didn't know about. Yeah. But suffice to say, in 1985, they didn't have a way to make it work. Yeah. And another concept that they'd have was launching one of the artists into space and doing a duet with one of them in space. So if actually launching one into space... So there was a YouTube video that I watched about the making of, of Dancing in the Street. And that was the impression that was given. Not staging the illusion of launching an artist into space. Right. Not like the, not like the moon landing, but actually launching into space. So launch, launching someone into space like Chris, what, Captain, what was, the, what was the guy, that, the astronaut that sang Space Oddity? Um, astronaut. Siri. What uh, what was the name of the astronaut that uh, that sang Space Oddity? The astronaut that oh, sang Chris Space Oddity. Chris Hadfield. Chris Hadfield. Captain's Chris Hadfield. I don't know if he's a captain, but sort of that that kind of thing. So actually, have who David Bowie in so space capsule? Your your instinct would be to say David Bowie, but he was, this guy was saying in his theoretical scenario of if they had made it work, he was saying, oh, so you're just going to launch Mick Jagger into space? No, you're going to launch David. Bowie into space because he has experience because he he has already lived in space. Why would you send an amateur like Mick Jagger? Well, that's the thing is David Bowie has been there, done that. And give Mick Jagger a chance. Yeah. I all guess. We were, all we were saying is give Mick a chance in space. Mm. <laughs> Just picturing Mick Jagger doing his dance in space. It would be pretty smooth, actually. His moves, bet, yeah. his moves like Jagger. His moves like Jagger in zero G. Move, so, so actually, like Mick Jagger. Say what? Mick Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. Because he's in zero G. Um, zero geriatric. <laughs> old, Someone listening to this is gonna think that was brilliant. Old jokes. <laughs> because Mick Jagger is old. Well, no, because Jagger with zero G's is Jagger. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this I'm is sorry. all gonna get edited out. You're, I concede your joke was much better than mine. Ha <laughs> ha! But so also, <laughs> the moral, moral of all that is you should just send David Bowie to space anyway. Space is the place for Space Bowie. is the place for Bowie. Birds gotta fly, fish gotta swim, Bowie gotta be in space. Bowie gotta orbit. So yeah, when, when they ultimately decided that none of this was gonna work, Bowie and Jagger basically just came to conclude, like, let's just go into this, let's just do this in studio, let's knock this out. They recorded that night. Bowie brought the band from uh, Absolute Beginners, or most of the band from Absolute Beginners, into the studio. 
they started rehearsing the day that they were going to record. And the producers said it was just pretty, pretty bad. Bowie starts singing. They had a mic set up for Mick Jagger. He was late getting there. But once Mick showed up, everybody just, he, he, he picked everybody up. He was strutting around and trying to upstage Bowie. He was just on. And everything went smooth after that. They banged out the whole song in four hours. And then they immediately ran out and filmed the video out on the docks of uh, London. Just, an, just a one-night, all-night frenzy of, of recording and, and recording the video uh, and then put it together for Live Aid. And it premiered and aired live at Live Aid and then became the classic music video that it is today. Yeah, but I, I bet even at Live Aid, people heard, oh man, David Bowie and Mick Jagger did a song together and then they heard this and they're like, oh, well, this is less than the sum of its parts. And yeah, so you, you see David Bowie and other iconic rock star together on the same bill, and you think, wow, isn't it going to be another under pressure? Yeah. Can you imagine going into the record store just and just doing a blind buy on, oh, David Bowie and Mick Jagger? Yeah. It'd be like if instead of doing Heat together, Pacino and De Niro had done, like, Gone Fishing. Like, you just think, oh, here's these two icons. They're going to do this thing that's amazing. And then you're just like, oh, this is actually, this isn't, this, do it again. Please go back and do something more interesting. Which they never did. They never did. Bowie and Jagger never worked again together. Yeah. Like, not, not on a studio recording. They did perform this at, you were saying, you were telling me before, off mic. Yes. Uh, there's a short two and a half minute video and again, if you ever want to have something be so far less than the sum of its parts, this is kind of a, the, the apex of that. Paul McCartney was playing a show and then brought out Mick Jagger and David Bowie. And then they played Dancing in the Street. You've got your Beatles and you've got your Stones and you've got David Bowie. You've got the, th you, yeah, representatives of the th three most important artists of their era. The three pillars of rock and roll. Yeah. And then they played Dancing in the Street. And, uh, yeah, I can't even fathom. Was the audience's reaction much like ours? Was there it was, I, mean, didn't, I didn't see any re reaction on the, on the video because the music was dragging it all up. But yeah, I mean, if I had been there, I would have been just like jaw on the floor, like, wah. No applause, no nothing. Just yeah crickets chirping like i hope like hell that after it was over they did you know some kind of thing where they're all like playing on each other's other iconic songs but somehow i doubt it somehow i imagine that those two came out they did dancing in the street and they were done and then everyone in the audience was like wait a minute i just saw well, david bowie paul mccartney and mick jagger and this is all i got and i'm sure there's so if i went to this show in 1986 say i'm like 25 years old in 1986 when i'm 50 years old in 2016, I'm definitely, I'm telling people, oh, when I was at a show when I was your age, I saw Paul McCartney with David Bowie and Mick Jagger, and then that's where I end the story. What song, what's, oh, that sounds amazing. What oh man, did so they, they did a medley of, of Space Oddity and, and Street Fighting Man. And then they did a little bit of Maxwell Silverhammer, and oh, it was amazing. Oh, the songs go great together. Right. That's, I, I made a mashup of those three songs on my mixtape. You should have seen it live. You were it so lucky. It was incredible. God, I wish I was you. I know. Nope. Dancing in the street. Did Mick Jagger show up at the uh, 50th birthday party? 
I still haven't listened to that show or watched the show. Listener, if you know if uh, Mick Jagger showed up at the 50th birthday party, or if you have some fan fiction, some slash fiction, Bowie Jagger slash fiction you want to share with us about uh, later team-ups and uh, the potential there, um, and you know what I mean, you know what I'm talking about, uh, email us at podcast at formatoziggy.com. Speaking of slash fiction, shippers uh, have, a, have a name for David Bowie meets Mick Jagger. You know, kind of like you know, like like Brangelina. Yeah. Like the, the combined names. What are, what are some other combined names? Uh, Benefer. Benefer. Uh, you know, for someone who has access Hollywood on in the background, way more than they should. Can't think of too many other ones. But uh, but combined names. There's a there's a name that uh, that the sh- the internet shippers have have given this duo of Mick Jagger meets David Bowie, Dick Bagger. Uh, I can't imagine they felt too flattered by that. I wonder if they ever found out. If Bowie ever found yeah. out. Mick Jagger, just in case you're wondering, this is... So as much as I rip on this song, and as corny as it is, and as much as I kind of blame it for being so late to the party with David Bowie, it does hold a special piece in my heart. It takes me back to being a, a child obsessed with music videos, and also kind of wondering why my parents let me watch so much VH1 and MTV when I was a child. So it's, it's, it, yeah, it holds a very unique and interesting place in my heart. So how many, uh, brand new beats? How many brand new beats? Um, end of the day, I would still, I would give it two and a half brand new beats. Mediocre song, super cheesy, but also, yeah, steeped in enough nostalgia to get at that extra half star. It just kind of, it brings me back to a simpler, happier time. Fair enough. The '80s, a simpler time. Simpler time of the '80s. I I really hate to say it. I don't like this song. <laughs> this is a song I really do not yeah. like at all. I do not. I cannot put this song on for fun. I skip this song when it comes on on the singles collections. It just doesn't do it for me. It's not. It's not my Bowie. This is. I I can only give this one brand new beat. Wow. It's a. It's like the first, it's like a, a single bass drum thump and then just give up. <laughs> not even going to continue. It's just, I don't, I don't like this song. It's not good. I don't like this song. It's not very, again. It, I like it, the song. I just don't like this version of it. This is the worst version of this song. Yeah. That I know. Not that I've heard all that many. I don't think I've heard all four that you've heard, but. Do you know the Van Halen version? I don't like that one either. Oh, really? I, I really like the Van Halen version. I prefer, I, I really like these Motown, I don't like it, I don't like any Motown song that's been covered and turned into like a, a other form of pop version. Because the Motown sound is just so singular and it is, is what those songs need to sound like to me. So this, this, this doesn't do anything interesting to that song for me. I realize that it's fun and they're, they're very silly in the video, but I don't enjoy it. I'm not sharing in their joy. I won't deny them their joy, but I don't share in it. Uh, so yeah, just a one for me. Not feeling it. Not feeling it. All right. Sounds like you would rather not be dancing in the street. I'm very risk averse. Yeah. Um, what about dancing with those who are no longer living? There, Is that a thing you would do? I, there are certain places 
Well, f- speaking of... Oh, wait. No, sorry. I, I, I scratched that. Don't jump the gun there. Don't jump the gun. With, there, are, there are certain places I will dance. In the street is not one of them. Mm. Yes. If you were to shoot me in a rocket like they were going to do Mick Jagger, yeah. I might consider it. But I, I stop at consider. I don't promise anything. But, I don't know, check with me in a couple of days and I might give you an answer. Yeah, perhaps you would consider doing some dancing out in space. In space! space. Well, that happens to be the next song that we're going to be covering. You and me, Travis. Yes. If you were dancing out in space, do you think you would be doing, oh, I don't know, the moonwalk? Uh, yeah that happened to you listener good night everybody (laughs) Uh, until then we can be found on twitter and on facebook from me to ziggy on both of those fine places podcast at from me to ziggy.com if you have a longer form rant or rave you want to share with us you can subscribe and listen to us via itunes via stitcher via google play and you can leave kind words and reviews through any of those fine platforms you can also subscribe via rss on our website if uh, if you have anything to say about uh, dancing in the street, you want to tell us how wrong we are in our opinions, please, we welcome that via any of those social media and email platforms. I guess email's by definition not social media. Yeah, it's social media for people over 30. Any of, the <laughs> any of those electronic platforms. Uh, until next time, my name's Thomas. My name's Travis. Look both ways. Say it's true. They got-